Hello, folks. We'll get right into it. Um, this episode will be a, a little bit of dabbling in, in some different areas. I think that I'll start by talking about um, I'll start talking about politics very briefly. I know I'm not political. I'm not much of a political guy these days anymore, but I just had a thought. I'll talk about it briefly. Um, and then I'll talk about writing, you know, comedy related mostly. And then I'm going to talk about um, this book that I started by Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote Fight Club. He wrote a book about he wrote a book about writing. It's great so far. It applies to comedy. I'll get into it a little bit about what I've learned. I also am gonna um, I'm gonna talk about solitude a little bit. What about that? Hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna talk about okay, just based on a uh, Academy of Ideas thing that I was listening to, and then also maybe read a little passage from Self Reliance, which I've been rereading. So it'll really be all over the place, but I don't think it'll take too long. Each little section will only be a few moments or minutes, or is that the same thing? Um, sorry, I'm scrolling through Facebook while I'm talking to you. Why am I doing that? It's like my eyes, I can't avert my eyes. I just keep scrolling. It's like, oh, that's a bad take. Oh, that's a bad take. Oh, that's a bad take. Oh, that's a nice picture. Oh, that's a bad take. Oh, there's a Kobe joke. Oh, okay, there's a political post. Oh, okay. There's someone getting mad about a Kobe joke. Oh, here's someone getting mad about a political post. Oh, someone's posting about the Super Bowl. Oh, that's a bad take. That's a bad take. This is, I don't know. This is what happens when you scroll through. Oh, look, a meme. Look, a meme. Look, a meme. Look, an article. An article called 10 Money Moves People Who Make Less Than 60000 a Year Should Make in 2020. That's, that's bad wording. They shouldn't add, they shouldn't have added the should make in 2020 because it made the headline awkward. It reads awkwardly, but they included should make in 2020 because 2020 is an SEO word. So people are searching for 2020 related things because it is still the beginning of the year, basically. So that's why they're doing that. Trust me, guys, I was on the inside for a while. I know about these SEO articles. I know how it, I know how it goes. Okay. I was once a professional. Actor debuts documentary following the last days of Jada McCann. What? I should stop scrolling through Facebook and just talk to you about what I want to talk to you. Um, <coughs> so I was unfortunate enough. I was unfortunate enough to watch CNN. I'm going to go on CNN.com right now because I was at the bagel store and I was just eating my Taylor ham, egg and cheese, which by the way, I got a 
I got a hobo, right? You know what a, you, everyone knows what a hobo is, right? Or a bobo or a, a soho or whatever the fuck. It's just a bacon and a cheese and it has a hash brown on it. That's all. I asked the guy for salt, pepper, ketchup. He forgot to put on the salt, pepper, ketchup. He didn't cook the hash brown long enough. So it was too mushy. It didn't have the crunch on the outside. And then the the ham, I think he put regular ham. I don't think he put Taylor ham. This was one of the worst breakfast sandwiches I've ever had. It was over at Wally's in Northvale. Now, I don't want to target that business because they always make me a great sandwich. But this guy today, you know what happened? I asked for a bacon egg and or no, no, I said... He is like, how can I help you? And I go, yeah, let me get a, uh, let me get a hobo. And then he, he just nodded. And I go, let me get salt, pepper, ketchup on. And he just nodded. So you know what that means because you've, you've worked in customer service. And when you do that, that means fuck you. If you go, okay, yeah, sure. That means like, okay, I'm here to do my job. I know I'm going to have to make a lot of bacon and cheeses. If you work if you work at a bagel shop, you're going to have to make a lot of bacon, egg, and cheeses. You should just accept that or you're going to really hate your fucking job. That bothered me so much. I was like, yeah, I'm getting a bacon, egg, and cheese. It's like 11. What did you expect? I know you want me to just get cream cheese on a bagel. I know that's what you want, but I want a bacon, egg, and cheese. So that's what you're going to make. And then you're going to accidentally forget the salt, pepper, ketchup. That was on purpose. He did that on purpose. And you're going to accidentally, you know, oh, I guess you just don't, I guess you just happen to not know that a hash brown is supposed to be crunchy. Of course, it's supposed to be fucking crunchy. You're just going to, oh my God, you might as well put a frozen hash brown on my shit. At least that would be crunchy. This dude half cooked the hash brown. He put regular ham on it. You're not going to. It needs to be thick cut. It needs to be thick cut Taylor ham. Taylor ham is thick cut. And you need to cook it for a while like bacon. I want my bacon to crunch. I want the hash brown to crunch. I want my Taylor ham to like the Taylor ham's not going to crunch, but it's got to be. It's got to be done. Not well done, but it's got to be done well, if that makes sense to you. It's got to be done well. And this guy just like, he was just then quit. I hope he quits. And if I ever, and if I go back there and he's working, I'm going to just, and then he says, how can I help you? I'm going to, no wait, I'll wait. I'll wait for someone else. I'll wait. Cause this guy's white and everyone else there who works there is Hispanic. And the Hispanics are the type to their credit that are like, yeah, of course you're going to get a bacon, egg and cheese. They just accept it. They're the ones who go, can I get a bacon and get cheese? And they go, yeah, sure. You want salt, pepper, ketchup? They ask me. This guy, I had to prompt him about the salt, pepper, ketchup. I had to go out of my way to say, oh, and could you put salt, pepper, ketchup on it? He wasn't even going to ask. Because somehow me ordering a bacon and get cheese, somehow I was doing that. Somehow I, I guess I was doing that to, to spite him, he felt. Maybe he felt that I was doing that to spite him. So that guy just pissed me off and it was bad because if you don't get the salt, pepper, ketchup on it, you lose a lot of the flavor. Oh, and there was only one egg on it. What the fuck? $5.83. Okay, I remember it. 
Exactly. $5.83. You're going to put one egg on it? What's the unit cost for that business for eggs? It's probably like eight cents an egg. They probably get bulk fucking eggs. So it's eight cents an egg. You're only going to put one egg on my shit. Oh, I just, dude, really that gets me so, that gets me so mad when like we are in an area where I have learned, look, we're not in, we're not, you know, I'm not in bumblefuck. Okay. We're not in upstate New York. We're not in, you know, we're not in uh, Virginia. If I was in Virginia, I wouldn't expect a good sandwich, but I'd be pleasantly surprised if I got one, whether it be a breakfast sandwich or a lunch sandwich. But around here, like, I'll just stop going to your establishment because there's one across the street and they actually know what they're doing. I mean, literally, let me count right now because you got Butterworth that's right up the street from my house. Amazing bagel shop knows how to make a breakfast sandwich. And then and then I'm just thinking of just the places where I could get a really good bacon, egg and cheese. There's like 15 places within about eight minutes of my house where I can get a good bacon, egg and cheese. And Wally's, you're on notice. If it happens again, I'm not going there anymore. Okay? This is like, you know, I get a Big Mac Dino. Okay, another plug, but also a complaint really quick. In Northvale, New Jersey, or Norwood. No, it's Northvale. There is a deli. It's called La Casa Formoso. F-O-R-M-O-S-O. La Casa Formoso. And at this establishment, they have a sandwich called the Big Mac Dino. And the Big Mac Dino is, you got to imagine it's like a deli version of a Big Mac, but with a cutlet instead of a burger, right? So you're getting chicken cutlet, which to their credit, they load it. They'll put like two full cutlets, you know, like you'll get two layers of cutlet, which is always appreciated. Never, you know... And I'm not upset if they only put one layer of cutlet. That's fine. But when they put the second layer, you're really getting your money's worth. So I appreciate that. And they usually put the two layers of cutlet. And then it's going to be cheddar cheese, which I swap out for American cheese. I just feel like American cheese goes better with this particular sandwich. But I'm not a hater on cheddar. I love cheddar. It's one of my favorite things. Anyway. So it's cutlet and then cheese, whatever kind of cheese you want. Like I said, I go with American. And then it's uh, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and Big Mac sauce, which is just Thousand Island dressing. So it's really um, an amazing sandwich. And the, the last couple times that I went there, though, they stopped melting the cheese. Like, does that take that long? You put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. And I'm just so disappointed to get my Big Mac Dino and then to have the cheese that's not melted and then the whole sandwich is cold. It's a cutlet. Cutlet's not supposed to be cold. You're supposed to heat it up. It's cheese. It's supposed to be melted. Now, if I get, listen, and, and it's different situationally. I like my roast beef cold personally. So if I get a roast beef sandwich, which is one of my moves, that's kind of like my, my backup. I've kind of got my top three. 
And that's kind of number three, but I'll throw it in there every now and again. And that's going to be a round roll with roast beef, American cheese, lettuce, tomato, mayo. Very simple, but I love that. I love that saying. And so I will just, you don't have to melt the cheese on that one because I don't want the, the roast beef heated up. It's fine. It's a cold sandwich. It's supposed to be. So don't, you don't have to melt the cheese. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that. But on a cutlet, really no excuse for you not to melt the cheese. Like, you got to heat up a cutlet. I'm sorry. You got to heat up a cutlet. I mean, imagine getting like a uh, chicken parmesan and the cutlet's cold. And they don't melt the, the, the mutts. It's fucking insane. That's, li- that's insanity. That's, dis- that's like, you should be shut down. Oh, okay. So I guess I didn't mean to, I didn't plan to go on that rant, but it was just on the top of my mind. And I'm just so disappointed to be disappointed by a bacon, egg and cheese is like, or a Taylor ham, egg and cheese. This is one of the easiest things to make. You really, I, and, and, and some places are exceptional where they're just different and they just, they, there's one place in Washington Township where they put two eggs, two slices of cheese, and like four or five strips of bacon. So, yeah, I love that place. Um, so, yeah, so then that's, I would, I would say exceptional, but I don't expect that from everywhere. But also, sometimes you get someone cooks the egg just right, so it's a little bit runny, a little bit. You want the sandwich to be wet, you know what I'm saying? And then it just, especially if you get on a bagel, because then it soaks into the bagel's bread a little bit. And it's just, it's, it's, it's not only easier to eat, but it's more enjoyable and tasty experience. And you, you realize how important the salt and pepper is when you don't get salt and pepper, when the guy forgets to put it on. Then you realize just how important the salt and pepper. Like these aren't just peripheral players. These are main characters in the, in the story of the sandwich. These are main characters. So don't just brush off the salt and pepper like it's nothing. Sometimes I, I, I think to myself, I'll just get ketchup. I don't need the salt and pepper. And I'm always wrong. And I always get the salt and pepper with the ketchup. And it's better if they, like, I obviously still dipped it into ketchup. This, you know, this... Uh, Taylor ham, egg, and cheese that I got this morning. I still dipped it into ketchup, but it's better if they put the ketchup on because then it heats up, you know, instead of I'm dipping it into cold ketchup. So I hope all of this makes sense. And I hope you're going to understand why I felt the need to tell you about it. I was watching TV. Um... Well, now I'm looking at CNN.com, but I was watching I was watching CNN, right? Begrudgingly, it was just there on on the TV in front of me. I couldn't escape it. And they were talking about the impeachment stuff, and it's over, as far as I know. I mean, I hadn't been keeping up. I knew there was some vote going on, and I knew that for some reason. Well, actually, I saw my parents watching CNN the other night too, or maybe it was yesterday. And they go, the lady is like. Well, they need four Republican votes to like vote yes, I think. They're like, they need four Republican votes. And then the the lady on TV is like, 
Well, right now there's two Republicans who are on the fence and are considering voting yes. And I was like, okay, that doesn't matter. I was like, then this isn't news. Right? That, it, it made no sense to me. You, so you're saying you need four votes and there's two votes who are on the fence who aren't even definitive yeses. So it's no, this isn't a news story then. Like, are you just, but you just see it slow news days. You just see it. You just see it happen. They don't know what to talk about. But obviously they're going to still talk about it. They can't go on TV and be like, oh, this thing's a wrap. They can't have done that yesterday. They have to say, look, it might be not looking so good, but there's still a chance. I mean, they only need four votes and two are on the fence. So no, it's a definite no, but they're not going to do that. And then today, once it's been confirmed, I don't know, I don't know if they voted today or yesterday, but now that it's been confirmed that it's a no, this is what they do. And I was watching on CNN, dude, like, I really don't want you to think I'm picking sides here. Like, I don't give a hoot, you know, I really don't care, especially at this point. And like, I told you, I feel like I told you about this. Like, I, I don't, I don't have beliefs per se in the sense that like, like I've explained to you before, like you just got to ask me that day and I'll tell you how I'm feeling about it. Like my beliefs change so rapidly and drastically at times that it's not reliable. So don't ask me what I think about a thing. I'll just tell you what I think about the thing today. You can ask me that. Like, how are you feeling about this today? You know? <coughs> but I will say with the Trump thing, I'm like, with the impeachment thing, I'm like, dude, I know, okay? I get it with Trump. Like, he's, a, he's an embarrassment. He really is. He's like a national embarrassment. You got to be willing to admit that, even if you're a Trump supporter. You got to be willing to admit that. He's a, I mean, he's like, he's like, he's like a person acting like, I, I don't know how to describe it, like a, like a not very bright person who's acting like how they think they, the president should act. You know what I'm saying? It feels like he's like not even, it, it's like not real. I, I don't know, man. It, talking about Trump is so boring at this point. People don't give a fuck. And I'm, I'm saying like, I, I don't, but I also don't have like a rage and like hate, hatred for him in the way that I did when he first got elected. I'm like, that's also a very big waste of energy. So I don't know. I just look all around and I'm like, I disagree with all of you. Sorry, I had to pause for a second. But anyway, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, <clears throat> Can, can I have just a balanced opinion? I'm like, okay, he probably should get impeached, but he won't, right? And then that, that just allows you to kind of disconnect yourself from the whole thing emotionally. Like, yes, it would probably be good if he got impeached. Although I'm not entirely certain of that just because there would be a lot of people freaking out in the streets. And then these are the type of people who have, uh, you if you're going to piss off someone, if you're going to piss off one side, you want to piss off the left because they have less violent tendencies. I know Antifa is a thing, but we're talking overall on average. And the fringe groups are probably bigger on the right 
than they are on the, on the far left. And I think they're all horrible and just like complete imbeciles. But the ones on the right probably you got way more uh, former military, let's say. I mean, these are like quasi-military groups. Some of them like train together. So I just don't know if it would be the best idea for the stability of our society if Trump got impeached. But just from the sense of like not having a loose cannon, it'd probably be a good thing. But it's not going to happen. So I don't even know. I mean, the whole thing this has been, the whole time this impeachment thing's been going on, ever like once the Russia thing turned out to be, you know, not a thing or at least not a thing he could get in trouble for. I don't know why people still thought he was going to get impeached. Like, of course not. Oh, well, actually, okay, I'm all fucked up. I mean removed from office when I say impeached. I know he did get impeached, but that doesn't really matter. It only matters if you get removed from office. Then it matters. Because, you know, what it, like, what is that? The, that's Then impeachment basically then is like the Congress, but not the Senate. Just the House of Representatives is like, we don't like this guy. He should be removed. And then the Senate's like, no. And that's why the Senate has more power. That's why senators are more important, because they're the final judge. You know, it's like the Congress is like or the whatever the House is like, we don't like this guy. You, we should get rid of him. And then the, the Senate's like, OK, easy. We'll, we'll see about that. We're going to make that call. OK, we're more important than you guys. Yeah, I mean, you guys know how the government works. There's 435 Congress people, and then there's 50 senators, or 100 senators, sorry. So, the senators are roughly 4.35 times more important than the congressmen, or at least they have significantly more power than, they, than the congressmen. So, fuck out of here with the Congress. Fuck out of here with the House of Representatives like you mean shit. You don't mean shit, okay? Become a senator and then we'll talk. Anyway, um, I just thought it was funny because now they're like emails confirm Because he's going to get acquitted by the Senate. That's what's going to happen. So the people on TV were like, I guess there's like emails that... Oh, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> that was a good one. I guess there were like emails that confirmed that he did some sketchy shit with Ukraine and it doesn't matter. And then on TV, this is what they were debating. They said, do you think that this casts a shadow on his acquittal? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. End of discussion. They have to debate it. Six people on a panel on CNN got to debate whether that casts a shadow over his acquittal. I don't even, does that even matter? It doesn't matter. You either get acquitted or you don't. And he's going to get acquitted and he's happy about it. And so was the White House. But CNN is not. But they still got to talk about something. Oh, God, it just bothers me so much. I just hate mainstream media. I hate mainstream media. I hate lots of media. I mean, I was talking to someone about NPR yesterday. And, like, I used to like NPR and listen to it. And then at a certain point, I was like, oh, this is... This is also garbage. They just talk more like this. Well, we're going to do a deep dive into the world of slam poetry. Hi, 
I'm Edgar Hernandez, and I'm going to be, I don't know. I don't even know if there's a guy named Edgar Hernandez at NPR. I just used a more ethnic name because that's their kind of vibe. Although most of the people there are Jews or white, to be fair. Most of their broadcasters. But they talk like this, and uh, every single person on NPR talks like this. They have very soft voices for their soft liberal audience because they know that they like soft, you know? And I used to listen to NPR a lot, and then I was just like, oh, this is just garbage. It's all garbage. That's why podcasts are great. That's why, like, I don't listen to the news. I listen to Tim Dillon, bro. That's what I fucking need. I don't need the news. I need, like, Joe Rogan. You know, I don't, I don't need fucking Ari Melber or Chuck Todd or Rachel Maddow. These fucking... These fucking losers. Um, what was the other thing that I told you I was going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll just like, <clears throat> I'm at 25 minutes and Rachel said that she wants to use the gym room, which is where I usually record, which is where I'm recording right now. So I'll just briefly um, tell you about this book that I'm reading because I'm only like very, I'm very briefly into it. But there's some good shit in there. And the comedians, you guys keep up with my episodes now because I keep dropping dimes that I'm learning from the book. I'll just... Pass it your way. Some of the highlights. And uh, there have been a lot of highlights. And I'm doing the audiobook, And it's a short audiobook. It's like six hours. And I'm only like 40 minutes in. And there's always been some dimes dropped. And it's the kind of book that I'm definitely going to reread. Like a couple times. Just to, to get it all together. But here's a really good one. And it's so applicable to comedy, and it got me thinking about a lot of different things with my writing with comedy. Um, he was talking about texture, using different textures. That's how he described it. And one of the examples that he uses is he says, you can vary up your use of first person, second person, and third person. He goes, some narratives stick to only one of these perspectives. And, or they very rarely, he's like, no, you spice it up, throw in second person, throw in first person, throw in third person, use it all. And then he gives an example of like this street joke kind of thing. So this is the way you, you're going to want to think about it. Um, so I walk into a bar, right? This is a setup to a joke, potentially, you know, I'm not, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So I walk into a bar. Okay, we're in first person. I walk into a bar. The audience is engaged now because they're like, oh, what happened to you? You know, they want to know. They're interested. You've made yourself personally a part of the story. So you start out like that. You go, so I walk into a bar. You know when you have a long day and you just want to go to the bar? Okay, now we've introduced second person. Now you're getting the audience more engaged because you're saying you. You're going, I walk into a bar. Okay. Now they're engaged because they because it happened to because you're the subject. And then you go, you know, you know how you go to the bar, you get a long day, you, you go to the bar, you get some drinks. Now you're like relating to them. And they're like, I do go to the bar when I had a long day sometimes. And I do get drinks, yes. So you engage them on two levels. And then you go, you go bring in a third, right? You bring in the third person. So you go, so I walked into a bar, first person. You know when you go to the bar. You had a long day, second person. 
So I'm at the bar and I see this guy, third person, boom, the story is about the guy. Now it's in third person. Now you tell the story, right? Or whatever, the joke. But now you're in, you, you're, you're, and then they're like, Who, oh, who's this guy? Hmm. You know, so they, they're engaged on different levels. And I thought that that was so interesting. And I think that um, it just got me thinking more broadly about writing rules, like the rules of writing and tenses and, um, you know, passive voice and active voice and all of these things. And you want to have consistency if you're writing something like an essay, then you want to have consistency. So if you're writing in an active voice, you want the entire thing to be an active voice and you want the entire thing to be in third person or whatever. But if you're, if you're writing comedy, I realized this, I was like, you don't have to follow any rules of writing. It's comedy. And then you can deliberately do little things like this. And I realized that I was doing this by accident a lot, doing first person, second person, third person. I was doing it by accident a lot, but I started to notice it now that I've been thinking about it after I started reading this book. And I'm like, oh, now I'm seeing it. And now I can use it as a tool. Just thought it was very interesting. I wanted to share that with you guys. I'll share more stuff with you as I learn it. And um, there's way more to talk about. So I'll start. It'll probably, I, 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 you know, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a new job. So I got time. I'll put out some episodes. I'll try to teach you some stuff. I'll try to be funny. The works. I'll try to get better bacon and get cheeses. You know the deal. Thank you for listening. I love you. Have a good one.